Let's be honest, parenting can be messy and hard, but also so rewarding. In this podcast, we'll share all the ups and downs of parenthood, as well as share some of our favorite tips and tricks for parenting using both our experiences and expertise from our professional lives as a speech and language pathologist and teacher, but also our everyday lives as moms just trying to balance it all. We're so glad you could join us. Hello and welcome to And Then We Had Kids. We are so excited to have you guys listening today. I'm Jenny. And I'm Sheena. And I'm excited because, you know, I, well, multiple reasons. I'm excited because we're actually in person recording. This is a first for this us. Ex- I'm staring at you right in your beautiful face. This is exciting. Yeah. We have, I mean, what comes with doing this is some tech issues. So when we usually record, I, I'm in my basement or like my husband's playing paddle. And so I'm makeshifting some nice like spot for me in my house and you're camped out in your son's room Yeah, and just internet issues be what they may be. And we get to record together. We had a fun day together, fun evening together with some dinner and drinks with a friend to celebrate her birthday. Um, And yeah, I have the privilege to like come into the city, yeah. which doesn't always happen. Um, yeah, so we're excited to be here as we are every week. And I'm another reason I'm excited is that, you know, the group or duo here, I'm a stay at home mom, but I often and I love when I can put my speech hat back on. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about some language development tips, how you can use like toys that you have at your house to help. Um, kind of build up your child's language, which is what I love. And obviously I'm biased, but I think speech pathology as a career has been incredible. And there's so many different areas that speech pathologists really can support all ages. Yep. Um, It's like you might see a speech pathologist for fluency, for working on R's or S's. You, They can help people um, with their cognition, with voice. I just had my um, like a future sister-in-law. She was talking about um, a nephew of hers, and I was like, "Oh, has he maybe like a speech pathologist?" She's like, "Really?" And it was for like a feeding issue. Yep, which was something I had never even thought of until we started to have the feeding issues with the baby. Yeah, and so there are speech pathologists who specialize in feeding and swallowing, um, and so wasn't my area, but I got to experience that through grad school. So like you get like a whole gamut of skill sets as a speech pathologist. But my area that I loved was working with um, like elementary school age kids, kids with autism. Um, Like I said, the articulations, like working on all different speech sounds, helping with intelligibility. And so I thought I would just share a little bit about toys. And how you can use, like, you don't have to go out and buy fancy toys right, to help your child build language. It's really about, like, the interactions that you have and supporting what they are doing and expanding on their language. So I'd ask you to think about, like, some toys you had yeah. at your house. Well, and I think it's it's interesting, too, because as, par- as new parents, we want to support our kids with their language development and whatnot. But... For those of us that don't have that background, it can be daunting. It can be a lot. And I remember, so I was thinking too about my own kids and their development. My daughter, her language has been incredible from a very young age. Um, She has just been, we've been able to understand her really well. She's, she just picked up on language really naturally. My son, not as much. There's, he doesn't have any like a developmental 
delay or a disorder or anything like that. It's just noticing the differences in our kids. Right. Just the two that we And have. I think sometimes that's just like first child, second child. Yeah. And so. I remember my pediatrician telling us um, that if language is developing, my daughter wasn't as great with her like motor development. She yeah. had to go to physical therapy. Um, she was a preemie, so there was like other other needs going on. But it was kind of like one up, one down. Right. Whereas my son, he's not – he doesn't say as many words, but he's definitely fearless when it comes to like climbing on yep. things, getting all in – like standing up, walking around, running, doing all these things. Like that's where he's excelled at. Yeah. And so it's not to say like, hey, if your child's not doing something right when like the milestones are, like it's not like a – don't freak out moment. Right. There are things that you can be like, hey, that's kind of, well, why don't you talk to your pediatrician about is that where your child should be right now? Right. But um, but yeah, so if, obviously not having that background, it can be a little like, oh gosh, what do I do? How I can be exactly. helpful. Like, how do I support? I think a lot of people know about like teaching baby sign language and that feels a little bit more manageable and easy to chew off and and how to support your kid but like beyond teaching your baby the basic sign language like more and eat yeah i think those are the only those are the only signs we did too we did more we do more and all all done yeah i think those are the only milk Milk was a big one we we did did more than we did we did too i think we did more and all done just because as kids so i'm going to step back a little bit and talk about um the two different kinds of language. There's receptive language. So that's what kids understand. Yeah. And expressive language. Those are the words that we use. Babies and kids, they develop their receptive language sooner, faster. So you notice that your child is like understanding things that you're saying, but they don't then have the words the same way to express their wants and needs. Yeah. What comes with that at times can be frustration can be behaviors, can be, and that frustration on both ends, right? Right. Like from the kid, like they're they're wanting something and you're trying to hand them something else and it's not going yeah. great. And on my end as a parent, the frustration is I can't help my child even though I know that they want something. Right. So that receptive language, that's just being able, the key for that is like, I think I've said this in a couple of other episodes, like talking to your child yeah. and pointing out and labeling like crazy. Like narrating your day. N- narrating your day. It might seem so boring or like, what's the point? Is my child right. really understanding this? And yes, they're not understanding all. But as you say things repetitively, if you say the same things that you're doing, it becomes routine. And then they start picking up on these keywords. And especially if you're tying it into like pointing at objects having them hold, if you're holding so they're like something, making that connection. Yeah. And then you're having that, they call it like joint attention. So if you're paying attention to something and then your child's also paying attention to it, that's building kind of like those language skills as well. Yeah. So when you're thinking about like the infant stage, our youngest are a little bit out of this range. You know, they're, they're one and a half now, but thinking yeah. back to when they were babies, a key ways to support language is like if they're making any noises or facial expressions, you're responding to that. You're saying like, oh, you're so happy. Like I can see that you're smiling. Mommy's smiling. I'm happy. You're honestly just talking to them. And if they're making noises, you're kind of like assigning meaning to what they're cooing right. and eyeing about. Um, 
Or like if they're babbling and you're like, oh, you have so much to say today. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like any kind of like sound that they are making, you're responding, you're saying things like, oh, we went to grandma's house today. We had so much fun. We got to have lunch together. You got to see grandma's dog. You pet the dog. And then with animals, you can then expand like animal sounds. Like, oh, the dog says, woof, woof. Kind of gives like an opportunity to like do a little theatrical, like saying a lot of animal sounds, kind of being goofy. Right. Um, a lot of like peekaboo, clapping your hands, anything that they can like attend to while you're using words and like hand motions together. And so, and another key thing I think through all any age is reading to your child. Yeah. So if you're like, what can I do? Read, read, read. Okay. Um, and any book. There there's no, there are no bad books to read to your kids, right? In the right. sense of like, there's just words building language. It's great. Um, and then as they get older, now like around like one, one and a half, you might be starting to have them say like a word or two. So like my son at this point, he can say like mama, dada, more, please. Um, he goes like wolf, wolf for dogs. And I should say like, they're not super clear words right Right. like so uh at different ages we are like kids what they do is they um like simplify adult speech so it's not going to be perfectly clear but you got an idea that the what what they're saying is the same every time so like if they're saying like mama the same way they're saying like more it might sound like more so they're not having the entire the, word, the whole yeah. clarity to it. Um, but the full articulation yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. And so what then you can do to build language, if they say like more, then you're like, you want more goldfish. You want more whatever the case may be. So like acknowledging that they're using the word more and building connection to it, but also building on yes. like what that full sentence could be. Exactly. So if they're saying like one word, you're making at least like maybe a couple more. Okay. Like nice simple sentences for when you're like, I would say like playing like your eye level with your kid. Like this is like the time when like have fun. With yeah. Your, like bring you back to your own childhood, like playing with the toys that you have. Um, again, like being able to narrate your day. That's okay if it's like a longer string of sentences. It's just really like bombarding language. Yeah. And in an easy way um, is like, I remember what I would with my daughter, like before bed or for nap time, I would basically like recount our day with her. It'd be like, we got to go to the park today. You went on the swing. I put you in the stroller. We buckled up. It was really safe. The sun was shining. We saw a bird. We walked by a house. I mean, we think about the things that you see and do yeah. every day. There's a lot to narrate. Right. And it seems so simple. Like, Maybe like we ring a doorbell, we walk through the door, I unlocked it. Um, so you can really talk about anything and everything. Yeah. And kids love it. My daughter, I remember being like, uh, when she got older, I was like, we saw a yellow door and that was like a highlight of her day. Right. Right. So yeah. like enjoying the small things too. I think it gives an opportunity to slow down and think about what's around you too. And so with toys, I know I'd had you like think about some toys that you have that your child like really likes. Yeah. And when, when we had originally planned this 
episode, I definitely had those toys in my head and they have since left my brain. Um, <laughs> but I think the one thing that we have all over our house, if you walk, you know, walk into my house, every corner you look at are some type of dinosaur, I mean, whether it's yeah. like dinosaur figurines, dinosaur puzzles. Um, dinosaurs are a big one right mm-hmm. now in our household. That is key. So it's not so being specific is like teaching dinosaur names, right? Like, right. so if you think like, oh, I'm going to teach my child Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, the functionality or like how functional that is in a child's everyday life, not so much. Unless you're my toddler. Unless you're your toddler. every single <laughs> Then it becomes name. like a, a and then it's passion. Mom, I don't have such, such and such dinosaur and I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about beyond like the typical dinosaurs that were on <laughs> land before time that I appreciated as a child. I know nothing love it. past that. Yes. So what you can do, I love dinosaurs. I love like a farm set. Yeah. I love any kind of like animals that you might have. And it's, you can use these to like dinosaur want or like dinosaur. And then you can expand on that. So as your kid is starting to say like more words, like you're expanding on them, you can then have your child point to pictures that you might name to to have them just to like see if they're like language if they're understanding what you've been talking about. So then with like picture books, as they I mean like one and a half or two, you have books with not as many words, but like nice big pictures. Yeah. And so you'd be like, oh, this is a, maybe it's a book about food, and you're like, this is a watermelon, an apple, an apple is red, oh, it's really crunchy. So you can like describe the pictures that you see yeah. in a nice picture book. And like we've been doing lately, like pointing out things, right? Like where's the cow and, and seeing if he can identify where the cow is. Mm-hmm. If you think if it's a word that your child might know, you can prompt them by saying, say cow or say moo. And even though you know your, your child might be able to say something, you don't want to have it become like a, like a demand, like say right. cow, say moo. Sometimes I'll like, if like the picture book you're saying, like, can you point to the cow, point to cow? Maybe doing that two times. And then let's say your and son then, doesn't point. Then that's I, okay. Right. And then point. I point. Same yeah. goes for like, if you're asking them to say a word, like say mama, yep. say mama. I'm mama. Like, right. it, it's okay if they're not saying it all the time. And you also don't want it to become this like, kind of like, well, now I'm going to shut down. Almost like performance anxiety. Yeah, exactly right. So so it's being able to kind of teach, but it's okay if they're not saying it every single time. Right, yeah. Um, and with that, when I think about like books and like I had said, what what words you're trying to teach your child or you're hopeful that they're going to learn sooner, like thinking about like function of words, like hi, bye, more, water, yeah. milk, mama, dada, open, help, again, Um like uh, all done, go. And so I think about, you know, we have a whole, I would say like a house full. I think almost every room has some toys in it. Right. Right. Like you had mentioned, like your son loves dinosaurs. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're all over. And so you can use toys to help with those functional words. So you can take a dinosaur and if you have, you can do like a mix, even just using your floor and you can have him hopping around. You're like, go dinosaur, go, 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 go. And then if you stop the dinosaur, 
then if you want your son to say go, you could be like, say go. And if there's any kind of like vocalization, you can be like, you're right, go, 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 go. Yeah, so that they're seeing that connection. Yes, okay. exactly. And I think I probably say words so many times. Yeah. It almost feels like a broken record at times. Um, but it's so helpful for kids to have that, like I said, the repetition of hearing that word. Right. And then seeing the motion with a toy. Right. Well, and if you think to the brain science too, like obviously that's the, that's kind of the area that I love. And, you know, I've talked about it in previous episodes with the brain science and how it relates to behavior. But even when a child is learning something new, it needs to be repeated so many times yeah. for that brain to make that like neural connection. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if you feel like you're saying it too saying a word too many times, means you're on the right track. Right. Like if you're like tired of hearing your own voice, like I've said dinosaur, if I said go, I said hi, I said more, I said open so many times, you got it. You're doing your job. Yeah, you're doing your job. Keep keep going. Um, so yeah, so thinking about I had I was thinking about dinosaurs for your son too. So like let's say he has a red dinosaur. You can use it kind of like a phrase, the red dinosaur is walking. The red dinosaur is eating. The red dinosaur jumping. The red dinosaur skipping. The red dinosaur is drinking. So there you're incorporating, now you can also incorporate colors. Right. Also with some action words. Um, and then doing those, like having eating something or always eating an apple. He's eating an orange. He's eating... I'm always eating my hand. You know, like you can do that so many times. Um, same thing with the dinosaur says hi, the dinosaur, and you wave. He's waving hello. Uh, my son right now loves the book Little Blue Truck Leads the Way. Uh, and so I pretty much had it memorized at this. Yeah, which is great. And he, again, rhyming is fantastic. The repetition in there is fantastic. And there is a page on there. Um, where it says, you know, everybody uh, cheered and waved to Little Blue. And whenever there's waving, I wave my hand. Yeah. And he now, like, gets the biggest kick and loves, like, I think that's his favorite page. Yeah. Because there's, like, a motion that's tied to that page of the story. Right. Another key thing or a helpful piece when reading stories is while I do love having, like, my child sit in my lap, it's really helpful for them to be facing you. Ah. So okay. they can so if you do any gestures that they're looking at you, if you okay. make any facial expressions they're looking at you, you can then like hold the book and point. Yeah. And then they're you know like where they're looking that you're like pointing, oh here's little blue. Oh, there's this man, he's waving. Hi. Look, he's waving. Mommy's waving. Can you wave? And so that way they're looking at you. Um, as you're kind of modeling these pieces for them. Huh, interesting. Yeah, not to say, like I do, like I said, I will have times like very much, my son will plop himself in my lap, right. which is well, great. Well, it's interesting because my older one was not, uh, not like very quick to like sit in someone's lap while reading, but he loves books. And my younger mm -hmm. one loves books, but he very much wants to sit in the adult's lap while yeah. reading. Yeah. But there's, again, not, I feel like if you're reading to your child, Nothing bad. Yeah. It's just like a bonus and it's helpful for them with this language. Right. Piece I guess I just never even up. thought about like the fact that they're, they could be picking up on gestures if they're not necessarily just sitting in your lap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so this is a helpful um, 
tidbit with, with books. Um, and similar to dinosaurs, I love like farm sets. I feel like there are so many good ones out there. Um, and again, like helping teach animal sounds and building on kids language where you could say the cow is in the farm. The cow says moo. The cow has black spots. The cow is eating. So really focusing on cow, building right. the knowledge of what a cow is and hopefully them say, can you say cow? Or if you're at like, your child is saying cow or moo, you can expand. If your child says cow, you say big cow, hi cow, cow says moo. Again, really getting to play up on like the your fun. Yeah, skills. like the, being a little uh, McDonald here. Yeah. And same thing goes with like kitchen items. I feel like that's another toy if you can have some kind of kitchen, uh, like a play set of food. Right. Love those. Okay. I think there's so many ways to use like I think my son now is like really loving to like cut the food in half you know the yep. ones with like the velcro attached yeah, to the, them the Melissa and Doug ones that you can practice the cutting skills yep seems to be like naming all the items you know the apple the apple is red the apple is yummy I'm eating the apple I'm cutting the apple so again like you're right there you've had like four different sentences of right. using apple um and if you on the flip side if you started with the word apple it's like mmm Yum, apple, red apple, small apple, you know, big apple if you had more. So you're just, again, repeating, repeating, repeating all the while, kind of like that eye level with your kid. And if you get them to, to every once in a while prompt and say, oh, can you say apple, apple, apple? Yeah. If, and if you have the apple in your hand or, or whatever fruit, I'm just using apple, um, but whatever fruit, let's say if you have something in your hand and your child's like reaching for it. Yeah. It's like, can you say apple before you give, give it, it to them? them? So if there is maybe like some kind of vocalization that they can, then you give them the apple once they say it. And again, like it's okay if they're not like, like perfectly articulating the word, like just getting them to express some vocalization. Yes. At is this at least age, yeah, I'm thinking of like a one to two year old, maybe a little bit older as you're building on vocabulary that we do not expect kids to be like a hundred percent intelligible at yeah, this point. Right. Like I said, there are different speech patterns that kids do to simplify adult speech. When you think about everything that goes into talking right. and like making sounds, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and so there are patterns that kids do that are totally like appropriate. They're typically developing and kids kind of like graduate out of them and they develop out of them. Um, but if you're ever worried that at a certain point, you know, you're really not understanding your child at like age four, um, then again, ask your pediatrician if, if there's like any, like, raising questions about right. your child. Like you are your child's best advocate. You know your child the best. Um, and I'm not saying like, don't be worried. And I'm also not saying don't do like the wait and see approach because yeah. early intervention I think is also like if super helpful. If there's any red flags, I think it's super helpful to just at least ask at your next pediatrician's appointment. You know, I think that yeah. that's what we were seeing with the feeding issues was this just seems so much different than our older son that I just asked and, and maybe it was nothing to worry about, but yeah. at least that way I asked and had my concern addressed. And, um, I think we've been very lucky with our pediatrician and he knows what I do for a living. Um, 
And so he, I think he, it's, it's helpful to know that he understands that if I'm bringing it up as a concern, there, there's probably something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, like this is, this is something we should look into or like, yes, I hear your concern, but, and then like giving the rationale. Yeah. But I think, you know, anytime you think you have a concern, I think it's always helpful to bring it up to your, to your, you know, an expert's attention, whether it's your pediatrician or whatnot. Does not hurt at all. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, yeah, there's like, and there's also no shame in it. Right. As well. Like there, if you, if you're like a little worried about something, you got to ask. Yeah. Or you got to just see. Because it could be, could be nothing. It could be like, oh yeah. Hey, here's what we got some options for you too. Right. So, um, yeah. Like I said, kitchen item, like a play kitchen, not like a whole entire kitchen. You don't have to do that, but just like a simple set, I think can go a long way of like, you can work on colors, you can work on shapes, you can work on like asking for things, more of things. Um, Same thing with puzzle pieces, puzzles. Yeah, my kids, well, especially my older one loves puzzles, which I love them too. Very I much. Mean, I, I came spend in my here whole... today. He was doing like, what was that a hundred piece puzzle? Which was like a legit is, puzzle. Yeah. And it's, those are actually very easy for him. Um, but I also am a huge puzzler and could spend my whole summer break doing, you know, a 5,000 piece puzzle I mean, and be perfectly content. Yeah. But yes, we're, so we're definitely a puzzle family. So, but I guess how would you, how would you like work on language skills with like a jigsaw puzzle? Well, I'll step back. I was thinking I'm going to talk about the other puzzles, like the ones that have shapes. Oh yeah. Okay. So like those ones are like similar. Like if you don't, if you like have a puzzle, ones. yeah, the wooden ones with like animals okay. or like, different kinds of like cars or transportation, um, colors and shapes. So like those, again, you could work on like, oh, here's like a cow and a horse or like I have ones like, like farm animals or some with like, jungle animals. Um, I have some with like toys. There's like a ball, a doll. I think we even have one, like an animal one that makes noises when you put it into the correct slot. Yeah. So again, if you're, if your child is like starting to say some of those words and you're wanting them to come to really just like solidify that knowledge, if you have a piece similar, I said earlier, like you can prompt them to say, say, pig or what does a pig say oink oink and giving them maybe like two opportunities until I say it and then giving them that puzzle piece so that they're not becoming frustrated and like you lose them for a fun activity potentially a jigsaw puzzle I would how I would work on language with a jigsaw puzzle with an older kid I would take some puzzle pieces and I would be working on more and please. Ah, okay. Those would be, or and thank you. Yeah. Those would be kind thank of thinking yeah. about like what words, because obviously it would be hard to say like, can I have the piece that has this little part of the dinosaur on it? Yeah. Which actually <laughs> my older one can do that now. We, <laughs> we did that with a puzzle of Germany that my, um, that his aunt got him for Christmas and it's got like the different foods of the different parts of Germany. So it's like, can you find the one with the apple or whatever yeah. it may be? You know, right. and, if he, the pin- and, he, and he can, he can find yeah. it. So if you, if, if there are pictures big enough on the pieces, but I'm thinking of like the smaller traditional yeah. jigsaw pieces, I would like 
technically like swipe a handful or two. And as your son starts to put pieces together, and if he's realizing that he doesn't have the piece that he needs, he can ask you and say, and this would be maybe if he's putting together two word phrases. Okay. So like more please. Yep. Or mama more please. So now you're even expanded even more. Yeah. And then okay. you can hand him a couple pieces. Another opportunity for that would be to work on counting. Ah. So you could count, you could take like five pieces. You can say, how many pieces do we have? One, two, three, four, five. I think we need some more pieces. I'm going to put two more here. Now, how many do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you could work on counting that way too. Okay. With pieces. But I, my, my initial thought was working on building that like more please. Yeah. And then saying, thank you. Yeah. Um, or like if there that. is a specific piece that he knows he needs, he can say um, like, apple please if yeah. there's a piece with an apple like right that i could say okay um but yeah that's like what i'm i would think about with a jigsaw puzzle very cool yeah um cars i feel like i have so many different like cars and trucks on um, that's like a along with a lot of like frozen and encanto figures yeah so like <laughs> my daughter right like you talk about your son we have we've got the we got elsa session. we got maribel we got louisa we got isabella Antonio, you name it, we got them all. But we don't talk about Bruno. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but that's something to work on, like stop, go, ah. hi, bye. Like Maribel is going in the car, vroom, vroom, boom, beep, beep, stop, go. And I think like pausing while it feels really kind of awkward at times. Yeah. Giving that wait time for your child to like figure out like what comes next. Or what they want. So if they want like a different toy to come into the mix, then that wait time is super helpful. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it can feel really awkward. But if then they're – let's say you have all these like toys out and they're gesturing towards something or if they're making a vocalization or they're seeing something you can't quite understand. And you could say like, I know you want a toy. You point to what toy you want. Or can you tell mama you want Louisa or Maribel. So like you're then like narrowing it down. But if you're giving them that wait time before you're like, okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, oh my gosh, this is getting really frustrating. Right. I, I mean, like, can I just, can you just play with this? Like slowing your speech down, giving those pauses for yourself and for your child is really helpful. Um, I was looking at my toys too, as I was thinking about this. And this toy is for like older kids, but thinking about like imaginary play, it is um, like a writing tablet doodle board. Oh. Um, so it's a little tablet board, almost looks like a blackboard that you can write on, but yeah. then there's a little button at the bottom when you press it, the whatever you like drew or wrote goes away. Oh. I feel like that would be a really great travel toy. I highly recommend it. I would, you would need, there's like a little pen that goes with it, but it's not attached. So okay. like little tidbit, if you are going to travel with it, find something to like attach, attach it to. It. Yeah. Um, maybe like a piece of Velcro and like a piece of string or something. Um, but we have used it for, like I said, pretend play. So you can use it for like plain restaurant. My daughter will like take our orders and she'll like be the oh, waitress cute. will be so that's like her working is like what would you like or 
hi, my name is, so it's like she's inter- practicing introducing herself. Oh, and yeah. I would practice introducing myself. You know, I can be like different characters. Right. Um, but then we play restaurant and she takes my order. She then like says, thank you. I'll be right back. Like I said, we have like a little play kitchen. So she'll go back there and then I'll kind of from like afar, like describe what she's doing as my son's playing next to us too. So it's like, oh, your sister, she's going to go get our food. We ordered a sandwich. It has bread. She's going to put it on a plate. She's going to bring it back. But that tablet is, it's like, it's really cute. Yeah. And so it's, it's small. We also use it for another way for pretend play is like a grocery list. So if we pretend we're going to the grocery store, my daughter is definitely taken after me and likes making lists. She brought her whole like ah. notebook with her um, to the grocery store last weekend with like a crayon. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> which I love making lists too. And builds on some executive functioning skills, some nice planning. And so we'll talk about like, if we're going to bake cookies for someone's birthday party, what do we need to put on our list? Um, so that's another way that you could use this tablet and build on language. Yeah. Another one we've written, like pretend letters to people. Oh, cute. So like our, co- her cousins who live in Iowa, like we'll say like, let's write and say like, hi, how are you? What did you do today? I had gymnastics. I miss you. Um, again, you can practice some like writing of like letters. Like yeah. my daughter's learned how to write the like couple letters of her name right. so she like feels really proud that she can do that on there another way we've done it with um words that she is you know she's learning a lot of new words is we play like a little version of, like pictionary on there mm-hmm. and like i said you can draw a picture and there's this little button at the bottom and once you hit it it goes away so it's like a tablet doodle board is what it's so called cute yeah and the last thing um again there's so many things to help build language but the last thing i'm going to talk about is like photo albums just oh. buying like at walgreens like target just like the nice like those like classic photo albums yeah. i mean we have so many photos on our phones or the number of times that you get like the free coupon for the shutterfly yes. photo book like- yeah so putting in pictures of family and friends or pets that you see on a regular basis. Yeah. Or if there's going to be some change happening, like maybe you're going on vacation and you're wanting to like prep your kids for things, putting something in there or like school or summer, I'm thinking about like as changes are coming up. So you put pictures in there and you just talk about who those people are yeah, um, and where you might see them, what you might do with them. It's like, oh, here's a picture of grandma. Here's grandpa. Here's uncle so-and-so. And so so they're just starting to learn names of people that they're going to be around regularly. Yeah. Which, and like, I, I mean, we did this when my daughter was like really young. My mom, bless her heart. Like she watched my daughter for um, a while when I was at work and like my daughter wasn't even like one at the time that my mom would put these little books together. Yeah. And now my daughter, she loves looking at them. She still goes back and like, she has pictures, like some of them have pictures of her with people in there too. Right. And she's like, this is me when I was two. I'm like, okay, like you are eight months old, but yes. <laughs> Same <laughs> but thing. she, I mean, they're in her room now. She loves looking at them. Yeah. So I think if you're just, and it can be like a fun little way to get all those pictures that are on your phone Like printed out. I mean, we have like what thousands of the same photo, right? And so just putting pictures there and talking about, um, like 
people in their family, what they're going to be doing. Um, so I love, I love photo albums. That's a good idea. Yeah. And like I said, they're not And a great way to get me expensive. to get them off my phone and onto print. Yes. So, um, I mean, I also love like singing to my kids. I feel like I'm often singing, doing nursery rhymes, the classic. Yeah. Those are wonderful things to do. You're really, that just helps build a lot of understanding for different speech patterns and speech sounds. And so, like I said, there's so many fun things to do to practice language. Singing is great. Reading is wonderful. Being eye level with your kid, having fun playing with them, repeating yourself until you're like, I'm tired of hearing my voice. Right. But giving your child opportunity to, to say words too. So like I, I think I used one example, but if you're having trouble understanding what your child is saying between two choices, um, to give those choices, to say instead of just like, what do you want? Or what, what, what toy do you want? Or what do you need? You could say, do you want milk or water? Do you want this lovey or this lovey? Yeah. Do you want red dinosaur, green dinosaur? And I think it's important to know, like, don't give too many choices. Like, you've got to yes. match it kind of to the age. So yes. young toddlers, it really should be two choices. As they get older, you can start to give them three choices and increase increase the number of choices you give give the older they are yes that's a great point yeah you don't want to like you want to give child like a sense of control along with opportunity to effectively communicate their wants and needs all the while like not becoming too overwhelming right and that it becomes then you're then you have a whole other issue at hand of frustration so um yeah i just hope that you guys enjoy practicing with your kids and like I said, any any toy you have around the house. You don't yeah, necessarily have to just... go buy anything new. You have everything that you really need. It's really thinking about what words would be helpful for your child to know, thinking about the function of language. And really I think what is also cool is around like around two years of age, there's this incredible thing called a language explosion. And so you for kids, if you're not quite there yet, all around two years of age, they're combining two words together and you'll just all of a sudden be like amazed by the different words that your kid is able to say. Yeah. So. Very cool. Thanks for sharing all I mean, of those of course, I mean, tips. this won't be the only time I talk about speech and language, but it's a good start. So yeah. enjoy. Great. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at underscore and then we had kids. Thanks again. And like we say, life used to be carefree. And then we had kids.